At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non-toxic, non-flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco-friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. What's up, guys? Uh, listen, it's Saturday morning. It um, is muggy because it rained and it's been really hot and the rain is starting to evaporate. It's, it's cooled off. And I'm glad because last week we had a killer week of heat and humidity. I don't know if that was like that where you guys are at, but where I'm at in the Toronto area, it was super hot, super humid. I think it was um, on Thursday, it was like 38 degrees C and it was about 42 or 43 C with the humidity. That's what it felt like. So guys, I had an interview scheduled for uh, for this week, but I had to reschedule it. And it was gonna be a badass interview because it was gonna be with uh, a female tech who's an apprentice going through her journey. And she's on Instagram and, and she's got a lot of cool pictures and a lot of things she does is, is pretty cool and pretty badass. And she works with her father too, so I thought that was pretty cool. I had to reschedule that one. I had a, a funeral to go to, and it was a family death, so I had to concentrate on that. And kind of, you know, when, when things like that happen, you put everything else down, and you concentrate on the family. But I'm going to go solo on this one, just a, a little quick podcast. And this is a message I get quite often from people. When do we know when it's time to move on, to make a switch? There's three main factors in that, and I'm going to talk about those briefly on this podcast. First factor is, are we stale? Are we stale in our position? Do we feel bored? Do we feel like we're working in in a factory on an assembly line where it's repetitive, same thing, day in, day out? That's one factor. The other factor is underappreciation. Like if you're giving, 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 you don't feel like you're getting back, that could be a reason to make a switch right the other the other factor the third factor in my mind that is a good reason to consider is if you've hit your ceiling there's some companies out there that once you're attacking you're fully licensed and you're experienced that's it there's nowhere else to go in that company there's nowhere else to move nowhere no advancements to be had so if you feel like you've hit your ceiling where you are that is another reason you might want to think about making a switch. So I'm going to get into all three of those real briefly, spend a couple minutes on each one. All right, guys, this is the HVAC Know-It-All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Welcome to the HVAC Know-It-All podcast. Recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. So back in the day when I was 19, 20, just before I got into the trade, I was actually going to school for the trade. And I had a job at the Chrysler plant 
that was literally like 10 minutes from my house. And I worked on an assembly line as a student and I was making some, some nice money. Like back then it was like 24 bucks an hour. That's Canadian dollars, 24 bucks an hour. And I'd work two or three shifts a week while I was in school, mostly in the afternoons or on the weekends. And I made some real good money as a student. And I mean, I'm not going to get into what I did with that money, but I didn't save much of it. <laughs> uh, I blew most of it on partying and whatnot, but that's, that's for a different story. But the reason I bring that up is because working on an assembly line gets super boring, super fast. And you become real stale in that position. It's just, it's just like the, the same thing over and over and over again. So some of you guys might be in a position where you, you feel, even though you might be going to different jobs and doing different calls and seeing different customers, I mean, if you get into a rotation of the same customers and the same equipment, it can almost feel like an assembly line. I felt like this at times because as I've mentioned on the podcast before, I have a set, um, a set list of customers that I just rotate through, right? I do a maintenance on one, find a bunch of repairs, go to the maintenance on the next, find a bunch of repairs. And I just keep moving through these buildings, maybe 20 or so buildings potentially, right? I, I haven't counted them up, uh, for the exact number, but it's something like that. So that can feel like an assembly line at times because it's the same people, the same equipment, um, the same little repairs, changing contactors, changing pulleys. Like let's maybe you find the odd wacky service call that you, you get excited about because you're digging in a little bit deeper and you know what I mean? Um, but if you're going to the same buildings all the time and you're maintaining that equipment to a high standard, the breakdowns are far and few in between, right? So that can become almost like this vicious cycle of repetitiveness. So if you feel stale in your position, that might be a reason to look elsewhere, right? We, we, we might want to look somewhere else to see what is out there, to see if we can switch it up, get more excitement in our lives. You guys can hear the birds chirping in the background because I'm just outside of my trailer park here that, that we go to on the weekends. But it's, uh, it's actually <laughs> kind of nice listening to the nature in the background rather than things rattling around in the truck. But that is, that is one factor, guys, is the, is the staleness. If you feel stale, you might look at making a switch. All right, so I just popped in the car because it's getting kind of windy here. So the second thing we're going to talk about here is feeling underappreciated. Okay, and, and what I'm going to say here comes from tons of experience through the years of dealing with different people, uh, my own experiences, um, talking to other techs, friends that are in the trade, so on and so forth. So a lot of companies that you're in, if you're fully licensed, if you, if you even have a license in your area, cause some places don't, I understand that, but let's say you're, you're in, you're in the game for 15 years. Let's say Let's say you have 10 techs all in the game for 15 years, all sort of the same experience level. Well, most likely everybody's going to get the same pay, the same vacation, the same benefits, right? But not every one of those techs treats the company the same. There might be a grumpy tech that, that goes home early and doesn't do a good job and gets callbacks. And there might be a guy on the opposite end of that 
or, or, or a female on the opposite end of that. I keep saying guy just because it's just naturally flowing just because of my experience in the field working with men. But the females are coming in too, right? So man or woman tech could be top notch. Crosses every T, dots every I. Um, everything is quality. Takes a lot of pride in their job. They're treating the company differently and their work differently. So why do they get painted with the same brush as the person that doesn't, right? So that's where, I think that's where the feeling of underappreciation may come in sometimes is like, why are they getting paid the same as me when I feel I do that much more, a little bit more here and there, and they're doing a little bit less here and there? Why are you guys painting me with the same brush? So I can see how that can create this kind of animosity. All right. And, and the underappreciation thing. So that's when it might be time to leave as well. But before you do, I think you need to approach your employer and say, listen, I'm bringing this to the table, that to the table. I got this skill, this knowledge. Um, and it's not cool to throw your coworkers under the bus, but sometimes you have to compare yourself to what other people are doing within the company. So you can prove to your boss that you're deserved or owed extras or perks before somebody else does. So I would advise you to approach your manager, your owner, your boss, and let them know how you feel, right? And, and if things still don't change, if you're still underappreciated, your, your ideas don't really, um, get heard, then yeah, you might want to look at making a switch. All right, guys, so big news, HVAC Know-It-All and Supco have teamed up to bring you some education and demonstration of some of their tools and products. Supco has a, a ton of hard start kits. So next week, I'm going to have a conversation with their team, a couple people, and we're going to discuss the differences between some of these hard start kits. And I'm going to try to get this information to you as soon as possible, relay the differences between them. Now, I have three at my house. We'll probably start with those three. I th- actually, maybe I have four at my house. We'll start with the differences between those four and bring you some of that education f- going forward because I think it's important to know if you need a hard start, why you're buying it, what kind you're buying, why you're putting it on, so on and so forth. So that is a big announcement. HVAC Know-It-All and Supco have teamed up to bring you some more education within the industry and on their tools and products. Another announcement, until August 30th, you buy a qualifying vacuum pump from NAVAC, you're going to get a couple of gifts for free. So you're going to have to go on their their website, navacglobal.com, and and check it out. So you buy a vacuum pump and you get some large diameter hoses and core removal tool, okay? You have to go on there, check it out. Once you buy the pump, it's sort of like a mail-in rebate thing. You have to show proof of purchase and they'll send you those free gifts. The other day, or actually yesterday, put a little post on, on it actually. I was working on a condensing unit for a freezer that wasn't coming down to temp. And I pulled out my 557s, which I'm in love with. Honestly, they're such a fantastic tool. The ease of use is is incredible. And I was trying to troubleshoot this freezer. I got to go back on Monday because it was the end of the day before I got the gauges on. It was super hot outside. The, the backup was, was running just fine. 
And this one was running, it just couldn't get down to that final set point. So it wasn't an, an emergency situation. But I'm just loving using the digital manifold when I need to bust it out. So if you guys are in, in the market for digital, trust me on this, you will love the Testo stuff. I've been a fan ever since I popped those open three or four years ago, the 557s, and I mean, they're still working now. I've barely changed the batteries. I think I've changed them one time, perhaps, in the three or four years I've had them. So check that stuff out. And guys, Blue On, their app is incredible. Download their app for tier one accreditation. It's basically a, a small batch of training on TDX20 and some education on blends and why R22 is kind of dropping off, right? After the Montreal Protocol back in the day. One last thing, the Danfoss Ref Tools app, five in one. Refrigerant slider is like one of my favorite apps ever in the world, especially for HVAC. It's such a an incredible tool if you want to check and diagnose a system. Um, put out a post again, like on that same post with the 557s, I used the refrigerant slider to see where my saturated suction temperature should be, what temperature it should be, because it's usually running around a little colder than what it was. So anyway, guys, check that app out from Dan Foss. It's the Ref Tools app. Let's get back to the podcast. So the third thing here is sealing. Now there's some smaller companies out there, mom pop shops or medium sized companies out there when you're a tech with a bunch of experiences and, and you've got the licenses that, that yet yeah, that you need or, or, or covet, and you've gone out and got those things, but you're, you're a tech in the field, right? There's maybe the owner after you, or maybe there's a manager after you, maybe there's only the manager and the owner, and then you're, you're the lead tech or whatever. Maybe you don't want to be the manager. Maybe the manager sits in an office and, and does office duties that you don't even want to be part of. So <clears throat> in your line of work, you've sort of reached the ceiling. You want to continue doing what you do, but you kind of want to advance. There's, there's larger companies out there that have different roles. Like you could advance into a service manager role where you are actually out in the field with other techs helping them, training them, making sure quality is kept, right? There, there's roles like that. You could go into, into a sales role where you're out in meetings and you're, you're trying to help the company make sales where you can possibly benefit from bonuses. And some of these salespeople make some pretty big bonuses from, from what I hear. Maybe you want to advance in, into, into those kinds of positions, the smaller companies, those don't exist all the time. So if you've been with a, a smaller company and you're at your ceiling and you feel like you can do more, you can offer more, you feel like you want to create more opportunity for yourself, more money for yourself, but you can't do it where you're at, that's another reason why you might think of making a switch. So these, these are the three things that just come to mind, right? When, when I think about this and like I said, if you're unhappy in your role, I think that it's good to have the conversation with whoever is in charge of where you're working at. 
All right. Sometimes you have an owner that doesn't even exist within the company. They're not even there. They, they just own the place and they're non-existent. So at that point you have to go to whoever's in charge. Sometimes you got to go right to the owner and say, listen, I'm not happy with this. Can we do something about that and see what happens? But after you've had these conversations, after the communication has been had, if things don't start to change, you need to look at these three things, right? Am I stale? Have I reached my ceiling? Am I underappreciated? I mean, sometimes it could be all three things. If it's all three things, then yeah, then I, I say a change is, is definitely in the works for you. So guys, that's a quickie podcast. Just some thoughts for you because I know a lot of people are at this stage in the game and they want to keep advancing. They want to keep working and they want to keep getting better. They want to make more money. And these are the, the three things I think are most important before deciding to make a switch. You need to feel a certain way. And I just hope this maybe helps somebody along the way. But I'm out, guys. That's it. Happy HVACing. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know It All on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.